Welcome to the Refuge Weekly Podcast. We are a church in and for the city of Orange in Southern California. The heart of Refuge OC is to introduce and reintroduce people to a clearer vision of God. To learn more about us and how you can get involved, please visit us at refugeoc.com. And now, here is our latest message. Today we're going to be jumping into the Psalms. And Psalms are this really interesting part of the Bible because there's a lot of places in the Bible where it kind of has a direct like meaning or a, or a message. And you're like, okay, I see what they're doing there. But the Psalms are these really beautiful, poetic, metaphoric language. And it paints these beautiful pictures of God and how he interacts with humanity in times of distress, joy, hope, anger, sadness. And I just find that really interesting to see in the Bible how people are painting these pictures of a God who is interacting with his creation. So Psalm 97 is the one we're jumping into today. If you have your Bible, if you have a smartphone, um, I'll be reading it from my laptop. But Psalm 97 is the psalm of victory. It is declaring the victory of God over idols and false gods in the region. And it's declaring his reign over all creation. So I'm going to be reading that today. So Psalm 97, the Lord reigns. That's a good start. The Lord reigns. Let the earth be glad. Let the distant shores rejoice. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and consumes his foes on every side. His lightning lights up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness and all people see his glory. All who worship images are put to shame. Those who boast in idols worship him, all you gods. Zion hears and rejoices, and the villages of Judah are glad because of your judgments, Lord. For you, Lord, are most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Let those who love the Lord hate evil, for he guards the lives of his faithful ones and delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light shines on the righteous and joy on the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, you who are righteous, and praise his holy name. That's a powerful psalm. I was reading through the lectionary readings, and there were some really good ones in there. But I read this psalm, and I was so attracted to the language that it uses to describe God in the beginning. Words like clouds and thick darkness surround him, which is such an interesting term to me because we don't describe God that way very often. We describe God as loving, forgiving, my foundation, my hope, but not darkness surrounds him. And so I saw that, and I was like, that's so interesting. Fire goes before him and consumes his foe. His lightning lights up the world, and the world trembles. That's really interesting language to use to describe God, because we don't use it very often. But what the psalm is getting at is that this is a God who all of creation responds to. The clouds and thick darkness are storm clouds, that surround him because he's mysterious. We don't know God fully. He is far above our understanding. He's that great. Fire consumes his foes. No one can oppose him. His lightning lights up the world and we see it and we tremble because he is that great. And so it's this beginning of opening into this 
picture and painting God as the ruler of all creation, and creation cannot help but respond. And we see this, and it is this beautiful picture of a beautiful God. But then we transition to this point of all who worship images are put to shame. Those who boast in idols worship him, all you gods. And as I said earlier, this is a psalm of victory over idols. And when God is exposed to the people who are worshiping these idols, they can't help but turn away. But I struggle with the language because in my life, I look at this God who is so great and so powerful and rules over all creation. And I look at that and I say, that's not the God I always see. That's not the God when I wake up on a Monday morning and I'm late to work and I go to Starbucks where I work and I make lattes for people and I probably argue with a customer or two. And then I go home and I'm tired and I want to sleep and I get food because my wife loves me and made me dinner and I love you for that. But then I go to sleep and I do it the next day. There are rarely times where I am acknowledging the God who fire comes from him and burns his foes and he melts the mountains like wax. That's not the God I often see in my day-to-day life. I will pray to God who forgives me and loves me and cares for me, but I'm often not acknowledging the full scope of who God is. I get distracted. I get mixed up in my day-to-day. And we're talking about idols, and idols are this weird thing in our culture because we don't usually see them. Back there in the day, it was literally statues that people would create out of gold or stone or rare jewels, and they would bow before it and hope that an outcome would happen for them. But in today's culture, we don't see that as often, but I've been really challenged this week in thinking about the idols of my life and thinking back, I've had some huge idols that I've had to work through throughout the years. I remember growing up and I was a very insecure person. I wasn't confident in myself. I struggled to do almost anything with confidence. I would tell myself, you can't do that. No, that person won't like you. Don't, don't try to make friends with them. You're going to fail. Don't try. That's what I told myself growing up, and that was a huge struggle for me. It was the self-confidence and knowing who I was. And so I seeked it in others, in my friends. I needed my friends to tell me I was good enough. I needed them to tell me I was doing a good job, and if they didn't, I felt awful. I was asking my friends to do something that only God could do. And that's what idols are. They're anything that are going to take the place of God in our lives. Even good things like friends or marriages or careers that are good things, but they can't fulfill us the way God can. And so I struggled with this. It's something that I even struggle today with, that I'm constantly submitting this to God and asking, would you take this away from me because it can't do what you can. I had to pray this even this week. God, would you forgive me for trying to put something in your place and expecting it to do what you can do? And so I struggled. I've been struggling with this idol of wanting people to validate me. And it hurts because anything that I expect God, God's place, if I put something there, it's not gonna do it. Nothing's as good as God. Even the best things in my life, like my marriage. I love my wife. My wife's amazing. She's one of the best people I've ever met. You're not God. I'm sorry. I love you. But if I have the expectation that she can fulfill me the way God can, that's unfair to her. And ultimately, it's going to hurt her, and it's going to hurt me. 
So I struggle with these things of trying to put things where God is supposed to be instead of submitting them to God and saying, God, you are creator, you are king, you are Lord above it all. And it's that place that I want us to kind of acknowledge that if we're not living this life and seeing God as king, we're going to end up in a place where we're disappointed, in a place where we struggle, a place where we're looking at our lives and saying, I have this great job, I have a house, I have friends, I have family. Why am I still struggling? Why am I still hurting? And it's because we have an expectation of things that were created by God to do what God can only do. It can't do it. It's not going to work the same. Even the best of things can't take the place of God. And those are the idols I see in my life and the lives of a lot of people. We're really good at saying the bad things aren't going to be our idols. We're really quick to point those and get those out of the way. But when we get to the good things in our lives and the things that we love, it gets a little bit harder. It gets a little more blurry. But God is asking us to take a step back and to acknowledge him as king, to submit anything that would take his place and just follow him. But we get to this place, and the good news is in Psalm 97, it's a psalm of victory. It is possible. We see the response of the people because they are glad because God has come in and made the judgments and the calls and has come in as their king and their Lord, and they're rejoicing over it. They are glad, even to go to the point where it says the people who were worshiping the idols now worship God. And it's hard to see ourselves as the people who worship idols. A lot of the time we see ourselves as the people who love God, follow God, but to put ourselves in the role of the other person and say, no, maybe I am in that camp as well. I love God, but I do have my struggles. But once we have submitted that to God, we've taken that step into acknowledging him as king, as Lord, as master, but as friend and forgiver and savior. We have now a chance to move into his mission with him because he has invited us into it. God's mission of bringing all of creation back into perfect love under him. That's the mission he's invited us into. And we see it in the end. In verse 10, let those who love the Lord hate evil, for he guards the lives of his faithful ones and delivers them from the hand of the wicked. 11, light shines on the righteous and joy on the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, you who are righteous, and praise his holy name. The response of the people of God to the victory of God. They're not just sitting in the victory. They're not just celebrating. They're moving into something new. A lot of us take time and we celebrate God and we see what God has done in our lives and it's great to sit there and there have been moments in my life I have sat in God's love and celebration but I didn't take it out and moved into something new. I use this example in youth a lot but it's kind of like a light switch where I know the light switch will turn on the lights. I know that. But it's until I take the action to turn on, the lights won't come on. And I think a lot of times in my life, I know God is good. I know he can do amazing things, but I get scared of the action. I hesitate. I wonder, is it going to work out? I choose not to trust God. 
how different would it look if I took the action and said, no, I'm going to flip the switch on and see what the lights look like. I'm going to take that moment to trust. Because the Psalms are always in the work of producing faith and going deeper with us. And faith can't just stay at belief. We know God is good. We know that. But faith requires an action to go with it. That's where it becomes effective. That's where we see change in our community, in our culture, in our lives. So if you're struggling, you know God is good. But you're not seeing the changes that you want to see. You're not seeing the growth. You're not seeing the the deepening of your faith. I encourage you, take the action. Just start somewhere. Whether that's working our community, volunteering, whether that's praying with others, whether that's going deeper in the word, whether it's sharing your faith with maybe people who you're scared to share it with. I feel that a lot. In all honesty, I work at Starbucks. There's a lot of people with a lot of different opinions. Sometimes I get scared to say my opinion because I don't know how people are going to react. But if I don't, I'm never going to see the change. I'm never going to see God work in people's lives the way I really know he can. So I encourage you, take the action. If you're struggling with idols and things that we look to to take God's place, submit them to God. Talk to others. God has given us a community to encourage and help one another. It's okay that we have things in our lives that we struggle with. I do, all the time. But we have a great community here that can build each other up and can build the culture around us if we want to see that change. But I want to take this time to really encourage you in that because Psalm 97 shows us the result of what happens when we do, when we see God comes out and protects his people, loves his people, lifts them high because we are submitted to a king who can quite literally do anything, who took the whole of creation and created with just his words. That's the God we serve. I encourage you, that's the God we should look to. But I'm going to take a moment to pray and invite the band back up. I am a youth pastor, so my sermons are a bit shorter. (laughs) So if you were praying to get out early, your prayer is answered. (laughs) But I want to take this moment to pray and take a moment to submit anything that we have, we've been carrying, we might be worried about. So Jesus, I just thank you so much for your love and your grace for us, God. God, thank you that you are a God that quite literally has no end of resources, God, that you are bigger than we could even imagine, God. Everything we know about you is only because you have shown us that much about you. God, you are bigger than everything. So God, we just want to submit to you this Sunday. God, we want to take a moment to acknowledge that you are King, you are Lord of our lives. That in moments where we have struggled, because we have looked to the world around us to fulfill our hopes, our joys, our needs. God, I just want to take a moment and say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I've looked at things that you created to do only what you can do. God, I just pray that in this week, God, we can take a moment to step back and look at our lives and 
look to you as the one who can fulfill us, the one who made us, the one who loves us, the one who died for us. And acknowledge you as the king of it all. In your name, Jesus, amen. Thank you for joining us this week. We believe in community and would love to connect with you. If you have any questions or would like to speak to a pastor, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at refugechurchoc. We hope to see you again soon.